I'm so glad you've joined us today on YouTube or Facebook. So here we are four weeks into the stay-at-home mandate. To say the least, this has been an adjustment, hasn't it? <laughs> I know some of us are still working. Some of us are working at home. I mean, some of us are being challenged by what we're facing at work. Some of us are off from work now. Uh, you can pray for a guy that's a part of our church. In fact, uh, I had an opportunity to pray with him the last time we actually met physically on campus. Uh, he came forward and asked me to pray for him because he was being asked uh, to go to New York uh, to help with some of the patients there. He's a medical personnel. And uh, he contacted me this week. He is in Brooklyn, New York right now, um, helping COVID-19 patients. So we can, we can pray for Mark. Um, but others are just going through all kinds of different challenges. Some of us are dealing with homeschooling our kids for the first time. Now, we homeschooled our kids um, all the way through, but for some, this was a brand new experience, and so I've been talking to moms and dads about that and, and some of the difficulties there. Uh, some of us are sorting through fear and, and isolation feelings. Um, my wife and I, we've been trying to stay connected as much as we can with those that are a part of Pathway Church, um, we're, we're doing everything we can through texting and video and um, making phone calls, all of these kinds of things, trying to stay connected on social media like crazy. Uh, we've been helping others with a little bit of shopping here and there. We've been doing some other things. Uh, we're, we're trying to stay in shape. I'm sure you probably are too, trying to stay motivated. I, I have taken my dog Brody on more walks than I think he has ever been on in his life. Um, this, you know, we've just been making these adjustments, and I'm sure you have too. And so, you know, this week we're, we're going to be rolling out um, some more opportunities for us at Pathway Church to, to help us stay connected because that's one of the things I think while we're apart that we have to work on is staying connected to each other. And so I look forward to that. I hope you look forward to these opportunities as they um, come to you and as we make this information available. But today we're in part two of our series and, and we see in the beginning that God created the heavens and the earth. But the earth was formless and empty and darkness, say that with me, darkness covered the deep waters. And so what did God do? It says in scripture that then God said, let there be what? Light. Let there be light and there was light. So light was created as the prerequisite to everything else in creation. Physically, we know that life cannot exist without light. Light is the single most important source on, on planet Earth. Without light, life is impossible. And spiritually, life cannot exist apart from the light of Jesus in our lives. The writer John tells us that the Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. Light to everyone. Jesus, you know, he's not saying that, that he's, he's coming to save everyone. I mean, that, that's a choice that, that everyone makes. Jesus is saying, John is telling us that Jesus is offering light to everyone. Jesus' light is available to everyone. In fact, Jesus said, I am the light 
of the world. I am is that covenant name that is used in Exodus 3 when God revealed himself to Moses. And by using this phrase, I am, Jesus is declaring himself as the Son of God. And Jesus is saying that he is the light, not a light, or not one of the lights. And then Jesus is also saying that he is not just a light for the Jews, but for the world. And he continues, he says, if you follow me, Jesus says, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. I, I notice that Jesus says, if, if you follow me, it's a choice that we make. It's a choice that you and I make. And not everyone chooses the light. Jesus tells us why. In John 3, Jesus says, God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for fear their sins will be exposed. Exposed. Everything is exposed as you come into the light. Light exposes everything. Light shows us to be guilty, to be guilty of sin, to be guilty of wrong actions. Light shows us to be guilty of wrong attitudes or, or wrong thoughts. And some people... They don't want that. They, they, they don't want their lifestyles. They don't want their actions or their thoughts or their attitudes to be exposed by the light of Christ. So they don't follow him. They don't choose to live in his light. And you know, sometimes it's, it's easier to live your life without exposure. I mean, then you don't know, or at least you don't see what you really are. I wonder what life would be like without mirrors. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, honestly, I think it would be so much easier to live every day if we couldn't see ourselves in a mirror. I mean, if we didn't have mirrors, we we wouldn't have to worry about what we look like or how our hair was or, you know, how do our clothes look on us or how tired or old or bloated or wrinkled we look. We wouldn't worry about all that kind of stuff. Without mirrors, we could just live every day the way we are. I wonder, how many times a day do you look into a mirror? Now, we got several. We have several mirrors in our home. Um, We've got mirrored closet doors. We've got mirrors above our bathroom vanity sinks. Um, we've, we've got this large mirror hanging in the wall upstairs in our, on the wall, rather, on, upstairs in our hallway. Um, we've, we've got mirrors all over the place. In fact, I've got one mirror, this little handheld mirror that I use quite often. Um, what's interesting is all those other mirrors in our house, they are glancing mirrors is what I call them. I mean, I, you, know, you know what I mean? You probably have glancing mirrors in your home. I glance at myself um, just to make sure, just to double check that things are looking okay. You know what I mean. I'm not a vain person. I just, I just want to look good. And I bet you do too. And so you just double check. You just glance at those mirrors. But this handheld mirror, oh, no, no. This, this, this is a look carefully mirror. Maybe you have one of these. It, it's used, I use it when I want to see what I really look like up close. Like, for instance, when I'm on zip patrol. 
When, when I'm looking at trying to see what that spot is on my face, or maybe I got a funky nose hair that I got to deal with, or, you know, something like that. This, this mirror also on the backside has got these magnifying mirrors. And I mean, you use these things, like you could, you could almost see to your brain in these things. Did you look at yourself today in the mirror? Now, I, I don't mean that offensively. <laughs> you could take it that way, couldn't you? Did you look at yourself today in the mirror? I bet most of us have multiple mirror encounters every day. And, and you don't go to a mirror and, and you look there and you see yourself and you, and you say, oh, wow, that looks bad. And then walk away and don't do anything about it, right? I mean, you look in a mirror and you say, oh, wow, that, that looks bad. And then you do something. Think about all the money we spend on all the stuff we have to use when we look into the mirror and say, oh, wow, I need to do something about that. (laughs) And sadly, we spend more time fixing what we see in the mirror than fixing what we know is in our hearts. We know. Come on, let's be honest. We know. There's stuff in our hearts, and we don't do anything about it. I mean, I mean, some of us, we've been living life the same way for years. Some of us, we, we've carried the same stuff in our hearts for years. Oh, wow, I need to do something about that. And we don't. We never do. Jesus speaks to us in John 12. He says, walk in the light while you still can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. So so Jesus gives us two things. I don't know if you noticed it. He gives us two things that we need to do. We need to walk in the light. Jesus tells us that. And he tells us we need to trust in the light. We need to put our trust in the light. Now, walk has to do with your lifestyle. It's it's how you live your life. Trust has to do with your beliefs, what you say you believe. And see, here's the kicker. Your life, Jesus is saying, your life should show what you say you believe. Walk in the light, trust in the light, and Jesus says, then you will become Children of light. The Apostle Paul writes, Once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord, so live as people of light. We're going to talk more about that in the weeks to come, so I hope that you tune in next week for part three. But today, I want to ask you a couple of questions. First, do you have dark areas in your heart? That's a good question, isn't it? Do you have dark areas in your heart? And if so, what are you supposed to do with those dark areas? I think that we need to pray the prayer that the psalmist David did in Psalm 139. Look at what he says. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. Search me. Search me, O God. David was opening up his life, his heart, to the exposure of God. All too often we think that our hearts are okay. But actually we're told 
that the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? We don't. We don't know how bad our hearts really are. I mean, without Jesus, your heart and my heart, it's not okay. I mean, your heart and my heart is deceitful. It's wicked on its own. We, we deceive others. We know we do. We deceive others, and, and we most commonly deceive ourselves. I mean, think about the things that we say. We say things like, I don't have a problem. It's just the way I am. Oh, I'm not an angry person. I just get emotional about things. No, I'm not a controlling person. I just want things to be right. I'm not a lustful person. I just appreciate nice bodies. I'm not addicted. I just need to have a drink or two. I'm not materialistic. I just need nice new things. I'm not full of pride. I can't help it that I'm better than everyone else. I'm not a gossiper. I just help people stay informed. See, David, he knew his heart was bad. And he knew that he needed help. It's interesting that earlier in this same chapter, verse 1 of Psalm 139, David says this, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. That's really similar to to verse 23. So why now in verse 23 is David asking God, to do what he's already doing. Well, I think it's because David had this desire. He wanted to be the man that God wants him to be. David knew that he couldn't see himself like God sees him. And so David, he's praying out to God and he's asking him, search me, O God, and know my heart, test me, and know my thoughts. Like Craig Rochelle says, this is a dangerous prayer. I mean, when you, when you pray, when I pray, search me, O oh God. God will show you things in your life that need to change. If you want to get in on what God wants to do in your life and experience all that he has in your life, God's going to show you some things in your life. If you pray that prayer, he's going to show you these things that need to change in you. And David was saying, God, I want you to conduct an internal exposure in my life. David was showing this willingness to change. He he wants to correct what is wrong in his life. Why do we need to be searched by God? Because we don't always see the things in our own life. Our sin is deep. That's why David says, God, please expose it. He says in verse 24, point out anything, oh man, point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Point out anything. David is saying, God, identify anything in my heart that could hinder me. Highlight anything in my life that is sin. Oh God, make it obvious, point it out. Show me anything in my life that is inconsistent with who you want me to be. Anything in my life that is displeasing to you. Anything in my life that would cause me to miss out on you, oh God. Point out anything in me dark areas in my life and your life. They're going to keep us from God. Because God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. 
Today, I want to ask you another question here. Are you willing to expose all of your life to Jesus? All. I remember experiencing this searching in my life for the first time, really. I mean, I was raised in church. My family attended church all of my life, and I was raised to go to church all the time. Every week we went, and it was just a part of who we were, a, really a, a subculture that I grew up in. And, and, and so I, I knew God. I knew not only about him, but I knew him, and I had committed my life to him. But, but I got to admit, I wasn't living fully in the light. There were areas in my life, there were dark areas in my life that I hadn't exposed to Jesus. And I'll never forget, it was the summer just before my senior year in high school that our, our church would always put on this summer camp at this campground out in the Redwoods. And, and so I was asked by our music pastor to sing a, a vocal solo for an evening service at this particular summer camp. And, and so I said yes, and I, and I went, and, and little did I know, oh man, little did I know how much this song that I chose would challenge me, how much this song God would use to change the course of my life. As I was singing the words, I'll never forget being on this little stage in this area where we met to have service, and as I began singing the words, right on the first verse, first word, God started speaking to my heart. This is the way the song went, if I can do it justice today. All my life, never knowing what I was reaching for, never could I find any reason for Always feeling somehow there must be more. Then there came a light searching out my heart in the blackest night, touching me with love that I knew was right. Lord of all, filling all my life, all my life. It was that night, following that service, down on the front, that I recommitted my life to Christ. And I, and I said to him, Jesus, I expose these areas of my life that I have kept from you. And I experienced light that led me to life. Jesus says, in John 12, I have come as light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. If we put our trust in Jesus, we should no longer remain in the dark. I mean, that makes sense, right? It, it, we, we shouldn't have dark areas in our life, we should constantly and consistently be moving toward the light. Are you moving toward the light in all the areas of your life? That was the challenge that God gave me 
many years ago. But it's also the challenge that he gives me today, this week, putting together these thoughts. God was talking to me just like I think he's talking to you. Are we, am I, moving toward the light in all areas of my life? Or am I allowing darkness to stay? Let me pray for us. Jesus, we realize that you are the light of the world. And we realize that you desire to shine that light into our lives so that it would lead us to life. We understand that it's you that makes this difference in our life. And Jesus, I don't want to stay the same. I don't want to stay the way I am. I don't want to allow dark areas to stay in my life. And so today, like I believe many of us today that are watching, that are, that are part of this today, many of us, we are praying today, God, search me. Search my heart. Point out the areas in me, anything in me that would keep me from you, that would keep me from all that you desire to do in my life. Jesus, I want to move more and more toward the light in my life. I want you to expose anything in me that would keep me from you. Jesus, I know that you hear that prayer. And I believe that you will meet us where we are today. That when we open up our lives willingly like David and ask you to search and ask you to point out, when we do this, we will discover what life is truly like. Help us today to open up all of our lives to you. We pray this in your name. And everybody said, amen.